This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen just as it had been told them. When eight days were completed for his circumcisions, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. We are celebrating the Christmas season, which continues this year through the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord on January 9th. As we've discussed many times, experience has shown that through the grace of the Christmas season, God wants Jesus to somehow be reborn and grow within us. We have to decide whether we want to accept and cooperate with that real grace. I hope at least part of the reason you're participating in this Mass is you want to accept and cooperate with the grace of the Christmas season. Today's feast is called the Solemnity of Mary, the Holy Mother of God. As you well know, Mary is the person who has Jesus literally conceived within her and born through her. When Jesus is born into this world, Mary is the person who most closely experiences his growth in her life. As we've done since Advent, if we look at what Mary does when she experiences the birth of Jesus and make the choice to do the same things Mary does, we can be confident that we're cooperating with God's offer of the grace of the rebirth and growth of Jesus within our lives. Today's passage from the Gospel of Luke should be easy to remember. Nine months before this, Mary has been visited by the angel Gabriel and has been told that God wants her to be the mother of God's Son through the power of the Holy Spirit. With her fears and her questions, with the mystery and the challenges involved in this situation, Mary says yes to God. I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Mary becomes pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. She knows that she is the mother of God's child. Mary and her husband Joseph end up delivering the baby Jesus somewhere outside the expected place because they've traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem for a Roman census, and there's no room for them in the inn. They lay the baby Jesus in a manger, a place where animals eat. They're then visited by a group of shepherds, working class people who may not be very clean, 
who tell them that the angels have announced to them that Jesus has been born in Bethlehem and that Jesus is Messiah, Savior, and Lord. What are some of the realities we clearly see in Mary in these details of the birth of Jesus that we can definitely put into practice on our own lives if we want Jesus to be reborn and grow in us? Let me offer you three reflections with one direct question at the end of each reflection. First, Mary accepts the limitations and difficulties of her situation in life because the birth of Jesus is so much greater than all the negative realities. There is nothing good about giving birth in a strange place. There's nothing good about needing to place your baby in a manger. There's nothing glamorous about being surrounded by shepherds. But these realities can be accepted. On one level, they can be accepted because they're beyond the control of Mary and Joseph. On another level, they can be accepted because they're really not the end of the world. But most importantly, they can be accepted because something infinitely greater is taking place. The Son of God has been born into their lives. Can you imagine if the scripture told us Mary experienced all these things but really could not accept them because these things were too much for her? All of us have limitations and difficulties in our lives. Many of us have serious problems with which we're dealing, even suffering. These are realities and they do matter. However, we're all offered something infinitely greater in life, the birth and growth of Jesus Christ in our lives. Jesus and the love and life he offers, if we choose to let him in and grow as his disciples, is infinitely greater than the problems of our lives. So my first question for you is, can you accept the limitations and difficulties of your current situation in life because the birth of Jesus is so much greater than all the negative realities. Second reflection. In the account of the birth of Jesus, Mary clearly accepts the truth that the most important event in human history, the birth and growth of the Savior of the world, is taking place through her, who by worldly standards is unimportant. Mary is a young woman living in an obscure place with no wealth, no fame, no earthly power. By the standards of the world, Mary is absolutely unimportant. In truth, both from God's perspective and ours, Mary is the single most important woman in human history. God has chosen Mary to bear raise and know most intimately his son, Jesus. It's no small thing that Mary accepts that reality. She could make other choices. Mary could say, I don't think that God does great things through lowly people, or I've never expected this, or nobody's going to understand any of this, or this whole thing is too much for me. Mary really, really can choose not to cooperate with God's plan for the birth and growth of Jesus in her life and in the world because she considers herself unimportant. That's the same for many or all of us. 
we can consider ourselves less important than in fact we are to God and potentially to the world. The fact is that God wants Jesus to be born and grow in each of us. Whatever the details of God's plans turn out to be in each of our lives, God wants to do infinitely important things in and for this world through us if we accept the birth and growth of Jesus in us. My second question for you is, do you actually accept that because God wants Jesus to be born and grow within you, your life is infinitely important to God and immeasurably important to the world? Third, and finally, today's scripture passage says that in the end, Mary keeps all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. With everything that the birth of Jesus brings to Mary, the wonder, the joy, the challenges, the mystery, the questions, the fears, the happiness, Mary makes the choice to keep all these things reflecting on them in her heart. Mary chooses to be a contemplative person, to take everything in that the birth of Jesus brings to her, to hold it, to hold all of it within the depth of her person, and to reflect on these things with God. This is a critically important choice. Because Mary embraces all that happens, and continues to reflect on it in her heart with God, she creates the spiritual space for God to enlighten her, increase her understanding of his plan, and guide her as the mother of Jesus. When Mary chooses to be a contemplative person, she doesn't withdraw from the world. She chooses to establish a real, concrete, daily, active space at the center of her soul through which her relationship with God is able to unfold. Every one of us faces the same decision as Mary. If I want Jesus to be reborn and grow in my life, will I choose to live my life as a contemplative person who makes the space in my soul to hold on to everything that takes place in this life and reflect on it with God. We are encouraged to have many things or other people or ourselves at the center of our lives. Our popular culture and electronic devices allow us to spend 24 hours a day scrolling through hundreds and thousands and really millions of images, pieces of information, and distractions. The truth is that the way through which God enters into us, grows within us, and leads us is very significantly through our choice to be contemplative people, people who make real, concrete, daily, active spaces at the center of our lives through which our relationships with God are able to unfold. As we continue with this Christmas season of grace, and as we enter into this new year, my third question for you is, beginning today, January 1st, 2023, will you try to be a more contemplative person? A person who makes real, 
concrete, daily, active space at the center of your soul through which your relationship with God can maximally unfold. And by the way, if your answer to that question is, no, 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 I'm already a fully contemplative person, newsflash, you're not. No one is. So as we head into the second week of the grace of the Christmas season, let me repeat to you those three questions for you to hopefully get to work on. Can you accept the limitations and difficulties of your situation in life because the birth of Jesus is so much greater than all the negative realities? Number two, do you accept that because God wants Jesus to be born and grow within you, your life is infinitely important to God and immeasurably, immeasurably important to the world. Number three, beginning today, will you try to be a more contemplative person, a person who makes real, concrete, daily, active space at the center of your soul through which your relationship with God can maximally unfold. Go to work. Happy New Year. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.